Welcome to the Practical Ministry segment of the Born to Fly podcast. I'm your host, Tracy B. Richards. If you are a small business owner who believes that your work is a sacred service meant to glorify God and serve your neighbors, then my friend, you are in the right place. By sharing my own personal journey with you, I hope to offer a bit of wisdom to all of my listeners. So get comfy while I share the insights, highlights, and face-down moments that are all part of the messy journey of following Jesus. Hey friends! In our last episode, I mentioned that we would begin to explore the seven seasons of life based on Howard Ruchinsky's book, Perpetual. As I prepared for this episode, my initial intention was to delve into each season of my life meticulously. I wanted to retrace my steps and truly comprehend the significance of every moment along the way. But really, my ultimate goal was to trace God's miraculous plan as he guided me from being what some refer to as a Jubu, blending Jewish and New Age beliefs, to fully embracing the teachings of Christ within Judaism. But let me tell you, friends, this project has evolved into something far grander than I ever imagined. It has blossomed into what I now affectionately call the Testimony Project. And let me assure you, it is not what I expected. But before we dive into today's episode, this is the time where I give a shout out to my amazing producer and engineer, Ezio Perfetto. And as I've said before, Ezio is a multi-talented producer. So be sure to check out Backbeat Media on Facebook or visit his website at backbeatmedia.ca. So before we delve in, I just want to share what's been going on in my head regarding the podcast as I was preparing for this episode. So I'm trying to be more spontaneous and less of a perfectionist, and I'm pretty good at that in most areas of my life, but when it comes to my work or providing a service, I'm, I'm really terrified of letting people down. So what that looks like for me is that I rehearse disaster and I over-prepare. So this time, I decided to go outside of my comfort zone and not over-prepare for days and days on end. So instead, I prioritize being with friends, I've been gardening, I've been giving myself space to just be... And I can't lie, I'm still worrying (laughs) about how this will all shake out. And I said a little prayer earlier, so I'm hoping, (laughs) well, I'm, I'm certain that that will help. So as I've been contemplating the theme of life seasons and following the breadcrumbs, as I usually do, I've learned a few things. Firstly, so I did manage to get my hands on a copy of Perpetual by Howard Ruchinsky. And I gotta say, This subject is incredibly rich. There is so much to unpack. And honestly, I was a little bit overwhelmed when I was trying to figure out how I was going to fit it all in. Because as I said last time, I started a new job, which is amazing. I love it. But it's three days a week, full days. So that's three less days that I can offer to my entrepreneurial and creative pursuits. And of course, it's wedding season and uh, there's life and all kinds of things. So before recording this podcast, I just really had to sit down with myself to just to make sure that I wasn't overwhelming myself and um, going into my default coping mechanisms, right? But here's the thing. I have been relying on a scripture verse. It's Matthew 6, 33 to 34. And I just happened to have it open one day. I don't know where it came from. It was just divine intervention, I guess. And I looked at it, and this is what it says. 
But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for today is its own trouble. So what I get from that scripture is, I need to trust God rather than my own coping strategies. Simple. Don't try to do everything now. Don't try to over-prepare. And leave space in between to enjoy life and to rest and be more aware of my anxious habits. So I am doing a better job of remembering my priorities and I'm slowing down my life pace. I'm not filling up my days with excessive work to manage my anxiety about money or getting things perfect. I am trusting in my God-given skills and gifts and the leading of the Holy Spirits in every circumstance. And since I've slowed down, I notice that I'm able to be more present with friends and to pray for them more regularly. And that's kind of an important thing I wanted to just tease out. So as I've been praying for friends, and I usually don't have a lot of time because, you know, I have like morning devotionals and I pray in the morning. I have a bit of a routine. But, you know, prayer isn't just a once a day kind of thing. Like, you know, things come up and you want to pray for them. And often I'll hear of something and I'll want to remember to pray for it, but I don't. Or I'll write it down and I don't necessarily look at, you know, what I've written. So because I've had more time to really lean into prayer for people, I've noticed how God is also answering my prayers and gives me insights about my own life when I'm praying for someone else. So for instance, I was recently praying for a good friend of mine, and during that time, I had an aha moment. Because, so this friend is a lot like me, she's kind of gone through a similar journey to mine, She's gone through various seasons, seeking, changing, reinventing, but never really landing. And I was praying for her. And what I heard, what just God put on my heart was that, that maybe what was missing in her life was purpose. So obviously that's not for me to decide. I'm not her. I'm not in her shoes. So I thought, well, maybe I'll ask her about it. So we were chatting and, um, I mentioned it and it, it really seemed to resonate with her. So what made this really interesting to me is that in finding some information about my friend that might be helpful for her, it was also giving me a little bit of an answer to a prayer about the podcast, because as I said, this is a bit of an experiment and I do follow breadcrumbs and I'm always trying to figure out, you know, what God wants before I decide what I want. And so through that prayer for my friend, God revealed part of the answer to that prayer. And he helped me realize that I need to help people understand the importance of not only having a purpose in life, but how to discern what God's specific plan and purpose is for them. And then the structure of this episode really just started falling into place. So last time I shared this quote from Howard's book, Perpetual. You may be fine for where you have come from, and you may be fine for where you are, but you're not fine for where you are going. And one of the notes I wrote down after praying for my friend is that this testimony project, even though it's my testimony, is not really supposed to be about me telling my story. It's about giving my listeners a roadmap to follow. So on a literal roadmap, you can track where you're going and where you've come from, but you can also zoom in and out and see the bigger picture of how each place is connected like a network. Even if you've gone from place to place and doubled back and crisscrossed a few times, you can still see how all of the places you've been to are connected. We never travel a straight line to get where we want to go. There's traffic, there's potholes, accidents, detours, weather, car trouble, 
and various distractions along the way. And some places we go are unique and interesting, but others seem like they are not much different from the last place we visited. And we also stay longer in some places than we do others. And sometimes we even have to change course unexpectedly. So the same is true with the seasons of life. They're not linear and they often overlap. They have their own unique characteristics. And sometimes it seems like we return to similar circumstances again and again and again. But they each have a significance and a purpose in getting us where we're meant to be. So what does this mean for you? Well, if you're a regular listener, you may remember that this podcast is a work in progress. And just like life, I'm figuring it out as I go. I've said many times that God gives me breadcrumbs and I simply follow where they lead. And whenever I do that, I end up exactly where I need to be in any given situation. You may also remember that my prayer for 2023 was for God to help me grow in spiritual maturity. Since then, it's pretty obvious to me that one of the ways God is preparing me for spiritual maturity is through this podcast. But guess what else I found out? Turns out that prayer wasn't just for me. You guys are along for the ride. Understanding the spiritual meaning and what we can learn from the ups and downs of life is super important if we want to feel closer to God. So it's my job to take my listeners on a journey where we can explore how our spiritual growth can lead to a deeper understanding of our own experiences and how they fit into God's plan. This exploration helps us figure out how to handle life's tough moments and celebrate its victories while also finding the lessons hidden in each season. By sharing this insight, my hope is that others will be inspired to embrace personal growth, strengthen their faith, and build a stronger bond with God. But let me just stop there for a second, and I just want to say something. So as I've just been preparing for this, I realized that, you know, I am a Christian. This is, I guess, a Christian podcast. But I understand that many of you who are listening, and I hope there's people who are listening who do not share my worldview. And I want to just tell you that that is amazing to me. I, I, I welcome everybody from all belief systems because that's what life is all about. We're here to love each other and we're here to learn from each other. So that is what I want for this podcast is for people to feel at home. So now because we were supposed to be talking about the seven seasons, <laughs> I thought I should give you a little bit of a refresher. I don't think we're going to have time to go into it in any more depth than this for now, but I do encourage everybody to go back to the last episode. The links for the podcast interviews with Howard Ruchinsky are there. Listen to those two episodes because they're really interesting and they give you a lot of insight as to what the book is about. And then of course, buy the book because I did find it. It is on Amazon, so you can uh, you can find it and read it. But here's a refresher of the seven seasons. So they're under two categories. The first category is calling. So where God is leading us and what our calling or our purpose is in life. And the four seasons under that are preparation, productivity, transition, and impartation. The next heading is character, and the three seasons under character are famine, despair, and refreshing. And I think if you look at these seven seasons, you can kind of glean what you might experience during one of those seasons, like preparation, productivity, transition, um, are pretty self-explanatory. Impartation is really, I see impartation as maybe at, towards the end of our life, but I think impartation can happen at any time. But it's, I guess, when you get to a point of having 
enough wisdom and enough experience so that you can impart what you know to other people to help them. Um, under character, so famine, despair, and refreshing. So famine sounds awful, but it's really just a time of spiritual dryness. It's just when things are not, I mean, I guess it can be awful times. I'm sure it, it is awful times because we all experience, some people experience actual famine, but it can also be symbolic is what I'm saying. And then despair, of course, those are really difficult times in our lives where we just, you know, are questioning everything. And then refreshing is when God comes and gives us water again. And he shows us that he's there for us and that he's going to lead us out of it. So that's the little refresher of the seven seasons. So like I said earlier, I really found this subject to be a mammoth undertaking, but I am starting to realize that even though it's a lot to wrap our heads around, it's also way simpler than it might seem. And now I started with a life review, and that just seemed like an obvious way to begin looking at the life seasons. And I, I think it's a good place to start, but of course, anybody can do it whichever way they want. But since I'm the kind of a person who often makes things way more complicated than they need to be, um, I actually decided to create a workbook of questions to help me recall the events and circumstances at each stage of my life in seven-year periods. And it was a bit of a rabbit hole, but I, I actually am grateful that I went through that because I realized how what, what a big mistake that was. It wasn't a mistake. I realized how that might be a lot more work than it needed to be, but it forced me to find a simpler way of approaching it. So here's what I did. Now, because I have this new job, I have a half hour drive back and forth to work every day. And I thought that, hey, maybe what I'll do is I will just turn on my voice recorder as I'm driving and I'll just start to explore the events of my life and, and just let the insights rise to the surface. And the reason why I wanted to record it as opposed to just, you know, talking to myself is that I wanted to be reminded of these insights later on. So what came up was actually pretty amazing. It gave me a completely different perspective on my childhood. So I went from zero to seven and I explored that. And then I went from eight to 14 and explored that. And of course, I know my story. I know that I have wounds and I have trauma from my childhood. And, you know, sometimes we just keep telling that same story. And I'm a therapist and I, I know how not to do that. But it's also a natural thing, right? Like we, our wounds don't fully heal, so we can still trigger them from time to time. But what I realized when I was looking back this time, because I was doing it in a different way, I wasn't doing it in a sort of psychotherapeutic way, I was doing it in a spiritual way. God showed me that I was actually so loved during that time. I had flawed parents and caregivers and some not great things happened to me. But as I went through the circumstances and went through the memories, and as I was thinking about the individuals in my life, even though they were flawed, they loved me so much. And that was such a gift. And I don't think I would have come to that if I hadn't done this exercise. So you can do this any way you like. And if you are interested in my workbook, which is actually pretty cool, <laughs> Um, just reach out to me and I'll make it available because I was thinking maybe, maybe that's why I did that. Maybe that's why I went through that exercise because it's going to become something. Uh, maybe I'll be doing a workshop on it. Who knows? 
Um, so yeah, just reach out to me and I will, uh, I'll find a way to get it to you. But for now, I just want to give you a bit of food for thought, just in case you were thinking of doing a life review yourself. So what is a life review? Well, we all ask ourselves the big questions, like what is the point of life? Where am I going? And we all want our life to account for something. Instead of seeking our true identity through God, we often try to be something or someone we're not. And we try to justify our self-worth. We compare our life to others. And we end up making false conclusions about who we are, where we have come from, and where we are going. We forget, and sometimes we don't even believe that there's a greater purpose to our lives than just getting through each and every day. Which is why doing a life review can be really so significant because it helps us to look at our life experiences through an eternal lens versus a circumstantial one. So I just shared that when I look back, I was noticing how much I was loved because I wasn't really looking at it from who did what to whom and what I lost and you know what should have happened and what it could have should have, but I was looking at it from a spiritual perspective. And it also helps us to see how our life seasons fit together and it gives us a better awareness of what we learn during each life season. Because when we're in the season, yeah, we can say, I mean, I often do this, right? I'm like, oh, yeah, I can see what's happening in, the, in this situation. I realize what I'm supposed to learn from this or some version of it. But that's not always the case, right? And we can't really get a full picture until we're out of the season, until we look back. Because then we're more objective and we can really dig into it more. And also, if we are truly seeking God, and if we're really paying attention, he's there to reveal the milestones that are leading us to him. And when we are following him, we're ultimately heading towards his purpose for us. So I started this out by saying that what's important for us is to understand and appreciate what our purpose is, that that is the absence of our purpose is what makes us mentally unwell, emotionally and mentally unwell. So I'm a bit of a painter. And one year I made a bunch of little paintings to sell at Christmas time. And they had words on them and little sayings and things. And one of them said, purpose is the new happy. And the reason why I did that is because everybody strives for happiness, but happiness is fleeting. It's not a state like it's just, it's just something that comes and goes. It's not permanent. So purpose, on the other hand, is really worth striving for. It's worth seeking because it is part of who we are and what we're meant to be and what we're meant to show to the world and share. So now as we're just coming to a close, there's one part of my testimony that I really wanted to share with you. This happened before I came to Christ. And when my son Ryan and I were kind of arguing a lot <laughs> because he had already gone through his process, questioning his beliefs, and he was already a Christian and I was still very heavily in the new age and really identified as somewhat of a guru. I was very, very stubbornly rooted in my beliefs. So we argued and debated a lot. And uh, one day he just asked me, he said, Mom, all I want you to do is ask yourself, why do you believe what you believe? And that really took me back because I thought, wow, that's actually a really good question. And I would like to know the answer to that question. And of course, I love my son and I didn't want to argue with him. And I, I don't know, he was, he was challenging me to do something that I thought was 
really an opportunity for growth and for connection with him. So I took the challenge. And it caused me to look back on my life from a spiritual perspective. And what I discovered was that the answer to that question was actually really embarrassing. I was ashamed of it because it revealed how shallow I was. For example, so new age beliefs are very kind of pick and choosy. (laughs) It's a bit of a smorgasbord. You can just decide for yourself what you want to believe. And I liked it because I didn't have to be accountable to anyone. I could make my own rules about morality and just anything I wanted. Um, I could lie to myself and justify my harmful, immoral choices without anyone calling me out because I kept myself in my own spiritual bubble and everything is okay in in that world. Um, It didn't really require anything of me that was inconvenient or uncomfortable. So that means I didn't have to sacrifice anything except when I wanted to, when it made me feel good about myself. And I could feel like an expert and in control. There's a a practice in New Age um, spirituality that's called Law of Attraction. And it's basically just manifesting. Like people use the word, I manifested this and manifested that. And I don't want to offend anyone by saying it in sort of a sarcastic way, because I was that person. But I got to say, we are not in control. (laughs) So anyway, what I realized is, it was all about me. And I was not giving any of the credit or glory to the one who actually created me. And I did believe in God. It wasn't that I didn't believe in God, but I, I didn't know him. I, I didn't respect him. And as for Jesus, I was completely ignorant about who he really is. Because I, I, I had never read the Bible. I'd never taken the time to educate myself. I'd never... I didn't really understand what Christianity was about, and I didn't, I didn't bother to find out. So how could I possibly have an opinion about it if I didn't know him? And, and this is really what I want to close with. It's, it's my call to action, because regardless of whether you believe in the Judeo-Christian God or not, I think it's really important for you to ask yourself this question. If you do believe in him, ask yourself, how well do you really know him? And if you don't believe in him, ask yourself, how well do you really know him? Because how can you not believe in him if you don't even take the time to find out who he is? And if you're really serious about growing and you're listening to this podcast for that reason, and you want to find out about your purpose and just how to live a better life and more authentically, then you really have to ask yourself those kinds of questions. Because We all have seasons, right? We have seasons of despair and famine and turmoil. And, you know, like we we all know what it's like to be in the dumps and to be feeling completely powerless and weak. And in those moments, don't we all wish we had somebody who could take us out of there? Don't we all crave that knight in shining armor or that angel or that savior? So if you don't believe, ask yourself, why don't you believe and look into it i hope you have a really good experience looking through your life and finding out what you can discover about it through all the seasons and i wish you all the best and god bless you until we meet again next time hey Etsu here from backbeat media thank you so much for tuning in to the practical ministry segment of the born to fly podcast We hope that this episode has left you inspired with a renewed sense of purpose. Before we sign off, if you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. 
Your feedback means the world to us and helps other listeners discover our show. And while you're at it, why not check out tracybrichards.substack.com. There you'll find an abundance of uplifting content, including monthly devotionals, topical articles, and exclusive access to new and archived posts from Tracy's Process of Illumination blog. We can't wait to connect with you again when our next episode airs on September 15th. Until then, keep following those breadcrumbs. Who knows where they might lead. <laughs>